Before the Ranger Creed is recited by a formation of Rangers at a ceremony, you always hear the narrator say, Will all Rangers, past and present, please join as we recite the Ranger Creed? Every Ranger will stand, and as they say those six stanzas, they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this brotherhood. That feeling is hard to describe. However, it's one that never leaves you. It's a connection that spans a globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase, Hey Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th Podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends, triumphs, and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. All right, all my Rangers and Ranger lovers, welcome to Legends of the 75th, uh, episode three. Um, I'm very excited, and I actually didn't even tell him this uh, before we started recording. Uh, But the reason episode three is also a big deal, too, is because, sir, you're the first officer on Legends. You probably should have held me for much later on in the series. <laughs> no way. Absolutely not. At this stage. <laughs> Absolutely not. So everybody, I have uh, Colonel Michael Foster. Uh, Colonel Michael Foster is a West Point graduate. He also graduated from Harvard, served some time in the 82nd, was also the commander of the 173rd. And before the episode, we were talking about Europe and a bunch of different things uh, involved in that. Uh, but the reason he's also on the episode is because he was a commander of uh, 175, and then uh, he did his PL, company commander time, and field grade time in 375, and then some OPSO time in regiment itself. So definitely been all over the place. Of course, he hasn't been up to, you know, second bat, the best bat. But, you know, that's no big deal, sir. We won't judge you for it. It's it's okay. You know, you, you definitely did your time. <laughs> Thanks for giving me the alibi, friend. I never made it out to the to the uh, to the left coast, but but still <laughs> in high regard. So <laughs> the left coast. I actually haven't heard that in a while. That's pretty funny. So, well, sir, um, it's a, it's an absolute honor to have you on. And uh, maybe I should have told you that uh, you know, hey, you're going to be the first officer. But you know, after numerous conversations, you know, a lot with uh, Colonel Chung, uh, primarily. But then as, uh, you know, I was talking to other guests that, you know, we've already recorded or we're getting ready to record. um, And I said, hey, you know, Colonel Foster is going to be one of the first uh, officers. He's going to be the first officer we're going to have on. They're like, absolutely the right guy. Absolutely the right guy. One, because of just, you know, your time in the 75th, but then also your impact. And I think another thing, and you are, we're talking a little bit before, but your impact outside of the 75th is an important thing to highlight. And I think it's something that a lot of people just don't pay a lot of recognition to. And I think it is important that we do. So, sir, it's an absolute honor, again, to have you on. Um, if you would, you know, just kind of introduce yourself and then we'll dive right into, uh, you know, starting to talk about the time in the 75th. Well, hey, Mike, thanks. Thanks for that. I, it is absolutely my pleasure to be here. Uh, you know, I hate, uh, as everybody that does this is going to say at some point in time, I am not a legend. Uh, but, but I'm not, but, but if I can help contribute to telling the story of the regiment, you know, and our brotherhood and the family we grew up with, which I think is an incredibly important story, you know, anything that I can do to support that is just an honor to be a part of, you know, and, and as we all do, just the pride of being associated with the regiment 
you know, is something I still carry with me to this day in, in spades. And so I, I, I feel really, really honored and fortunate to be joining you today. You know, uh, Sergeant Major Tickle, um, I was talking to him and uh, I said, because he said the same thing. He goes, well, I'm not a legend. And I said, okay, well, I get that. But quite frankly, if somebody said, yeah, I'm the right guy to be on the podcast, I'm, I kind of think of myself as a legend. I'm, that might not be the person I actually have on the episode, except I would make uh, one exception, and that's Colonel Puckett. If he said, yeah, I can see why you want me on there. I'm a legend. I'd be like, you're, you're damn right, sir. You are. <laughs> yeah, He's the last guy in the world, as you know, that would ever say that. I mean, he's no, a I know, I know. human gentleman, but yeah. you know, there's actually two or three people, and I won't name names right now that I think that would have the audacity to go, you're damn right. I'm a legend. And I should have been the first guy on the podcast. And would, <laughs> and would do, you know, a great job of telling their story and everybody else's, but. All right. Yeah, well, I'll get those names. We won't yeah. dive them out on the episode. But I'll I'll share with you. All right, sir. Well, if you would, sir, you know, why did you want to be uh, a ranger officer? You know, where, what's the story behind that? I, well, thanks for that question. You know, it a lot of it has to do with luck and, so the first assignment I had coming out of West Point, um, when it when it came time to pick units, you know, you do it by class order, by rank, come out of West Point. I won't tell you where I was, what was in the class, but when they got to me, there were no choices left. I mean, there was only one location left. And so I started out in the 197th Infantry Brigade um, out at okay. Kelly Hill at Fort Benning. Right. And back at that time, uh, this was before the, you know, that brigade, which is now part of 3rd ID. There were no Bradleys. We had 113s. So it was still an 11 Bravo brigade. You know, the two infantry battalions were 11 Bravos. Well, we got, um, much like Fort Lewis does for 2nd Battalion and, and Stewart does for 1st Battalion, if you got uh, RFS from 3rd Battalion or Regimental Headquarters, you got sent to Kelly Hill. Yep. And so when I showed up at there as a platoon leader, I had three or four young, you know, infantrymen in my platoon. I didn't know it day one. But there were RFSs from Third Ranger Battalion, you know. And after becoming a platoon leader and you start figuring out what's going on, I kept looking at these kids and going, "Man, these these kids are better than everybody else." Right. And I I slowly figured out, hey, all of these guys were RFS from Third Battalion. And at that point in time, I didn't know what it meant. But as I watched them and you know would have conversations with them in the field, hey, you know, I knew you used to be in the Ranger Battalion. What happened? Well, sir, I. You know, I got up in the middle of the night to go take a piss while we were in the woods, and I left my weapon leaning against a tree instead of taking it with me. <laughs> Okie dokie. You know, and, and these were – they were the best soldiers I had. And so instantly they made an impact on me. Um, real shortly after being a, a platoon leader, I got sent to NBC school because back at that time, you know, all the companies had to have an NBC qualified officer – and when I sat down, uh, our sister battalion from Kelly Hill had also sent a lieutenant that happened to be Larry Morse, um, who is in oh, the Ranger Hall of Fame yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, he's still my closest and longest friend in the Army. And uh, just sitting next to him in NBC school, he walked in and his version of Starch and Spitch and had the old 175 scroll from Grenada, yeah. you know, because he was a Grenada Raider. And so, and he really made an impact on me just as a peer and just right. spending a week with him and just listening to him and watching him. It, but probably the thing that pushed me over the ed, edge more than anything else, and I won't go into the background of how we got introduced, but as a young lieutenant, uh, I ended up meeting Captain Craig Nixon, uh, you know, after he had commanded Alpha Company 375. And we were out at dinner one night, and I was just mesmerized by this Army officer. Yeah. 
and what he knew and what he said and the way he carried himself. And, and I said, well, if this is the kind of officer that they have in the Ranger Battalion, that's where I want to serve. And then so I, I kind of made it at that point. That was what really pushed me over the edge. And it took me another few months or a year to get there. Um, but that's that was why those were probably the biggest impacts on me on why I ended up, you know, throwing my name in the in the ring. You know, it's funny that, you know, and I talked to, you know, a lot of, you know, now being you know out of the regiment for quite a while uh, since 2016. You know, I talked to a lot of folks, you know, that are SAR majors, first sergeants, they're different level of officers. And they find out I was in the 75th. And they just reiterate that story that you just told that, hey, the guys you RFS, they're the best guys in our formation, you know, and it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing to me that, you know, and it depends probably a little bit of why they get RFS, you know, sometimes they they get RFS for, you know, different reasons, but they go out into these formations and they do just amazing things. I mean, I can speak of when I was in 2CR, um, you know, I had this uh, sergeant at the time and he was just heads and shoulders above. And I actually didn't even notice it, you know, the first couple of times I met him, but, you know, he got a DUI, he got RFS as a, as a specialist, um, out of uh, 275, you know, eventually got his Ranger tab out in the regular army and, you know, just was absolutely out there just crushing it every single day, you know, and it just, it's just a testament to the mentality, you know, you, you replied back to me, sir, uh, on one of the emails when we were just kind of prepping for this. Uh, and you talked about the greatest fighting force, telling the story of the greatest fighting force. Why do you what do you think makes the 75th that greatest fighting force? And then also part of that, and I think it'll be part of the answer is, is they're they produce just these soldiers that go out. They just stand head and shoulders above, you know, conventional forces in, in the units they're in. Yeah, I, you know, it, Looking back, if you if you had said or if somebody had asked me on 9-11, um, if you had said, hey, is the Ranger Regiment the greatest fighting force the world has ever seen? Mm-hmm. I would have said, yeah, but just out of pride. I but, got you. So, because I, I, would, I would never want to just said anything else and kind of because I would have thought, well, if it ain't us, who else is it? But, but then watching the regiment um, progress and change and morph all in good senses – Mm-hmm. As the war progressed, when I left uh, 175 in the summer of 2012, and, and I tried to incorporate it a little bit into the change of command speech I gave, you know, we always talk about the boys. Hey, how are the boys doing? Hey, say hey to the boys for me. But when you look at a Ranger battalion, that's those are men. Every yeah. single person standing in that formation is a man. This was an excerpt of the Legends of the 75th podcast. If you want to listen to the entire episode, Go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. We look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.